Welcome back to the Multipod. This is the last episode of 2020, and uh, we are so happy to say goodbye to this year that uh, <laughs> we thought we'd all get together here and uh, talk a little bit about it. But we're going to put on a, a twist, hopefully that's a positive twist, and try to see what um, we can talk about that made the most of this year 2020 so welcome to the show this is ted speaking one of your co-hosts and vanessa is with us as well hello and delighted to have flo with us as well live from austria hi <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's part of it too because you know it's great having this group effort our team that puts this little show together and sometimes we co-host of course the same episode but we often do our own thing so it's nice that we can all uh, get together in the same place here especially uh, over the holiday season at the end of the year. So, yeah, that's uh, that's our approach to this episode, and thank you very much for joining us. Let's start with um, maybe how our Christmas routines, our holiday routines were a little different. For, for <laughs> me, on my end, I mean, you know, we're used to going to see lots of family and big, big, big parties of, I'm talking like 40 or 50 people with my wife's family. And mm -hmm. we rent a hall because we need so much space and wow. it's catered and all this thing. Like, mm. And that's just kind of your normal Christmas uh, like big party, but that's, that's how we have to do it because there's so many people. So none of that happened this year. We got together on Zoom, which was okay, of course. It's better than nothing. Yeah. And we tried to play some games and stuff like that. Certainly a big change. I think the biggest thing, though, for, for me and, and Emily, my wife, is that it was probably, it really was, the first time in our adult, well, really, in our lives, that we felt responsible for Christmas, you know, mm. because our <laughs> kids are three and five, and we, of course, had to get the, the tree ready and yeah. the, Chris, the presents under the tree and the whole thing, which is great, but it's different. So it's just something that we'd never really experienced from that end because, you know, usually we're staying with normally her parents, sometimes my family in the past. And, of course, you know, that means the grandparents are there and they, they get all in and they kind of take on the, the direction of that, which is cool, you know. And it's like we're following, we're participating. And this time, completely on our shoulders. Mm -hmm. So just a different <laughs> kind of adulting i guess <laughs> experience oh, goodness, and, yeah. and we liked it i mean this is part of it uh, maybe for you guys too is like how we'll reflect on that different experience you know going forward when you think back to this year and to this holiday season and other things throughout the year but just how much it broke a lot of routines a lot of traditions that we otherwise would have done and maybe we'll we talked about this well yesterday that um maybe we'll uh you know we'll we'll kind of try to keep some of those new routines and, and things that we've learned hmm. this holiday season. So that's what it was like on our end. How about you, Vanessa? Oh, well, uh, so my husband and I are not from Edmonton, Alberta, where we live currently. So uh, we met in Vancouver, British Columbia, but my husband's family is from Ottawa, which is just a hop, skip and a jump away from Ted. And I am originally from the States and my family still lives in the States. So also I'm German, so it's very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, have spent some, I've spent a Christmas or two in Germany as well. But um, normally we end up traveling to another place to see our families. So my husband has been to Colorado 
where I grew up um, mostly for Christmas with me. And I actually haven't been to Ottawa for Christmas yet, but we did meet um, my husband's parents in Banff here in Alberta in the past. And that's because my husband's brother is living in Banff and working in Banff. So we met up with him and uh, my in-laws one year for Christmas. And that was really awesome. But this year it was like, we're not going anywhere. There's we did go to Ottawa in the summer. Uh, we actually met up with Ted and we had a fun recording session in your backyard, which was really yeah, that cool. Was great. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. But um, back then, COVID here in Canada wasn't too out of control. And now it feels like it's really bad. So we wouldn't want to travel right now anyway. And sorry, mom and dad and in-laws, but it was actually really nice to just kind of stay put for once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a big part of it too, you know. I mean, it's this we're kind of on on the fence about it. It was it was sad not seeing everybody, but mm-hmm. it's so much less exhausting. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's the thing. Every single day we would go out to see people and yep. there's always this and there's yep. that to do and it's just great, but at the same time it gets pretty draining, especially when it's like for us it's, you know, easily 10, 12 days in a row and you're lucky to have an afternoon where it's uh just kind of quiet and there's nothing to do today kind of thing that's so. exactly what it is for us too so that's been nice you know yeah exactly yeah. for us too uh and of course that's nice like you said like it's lovely to see our family and since we live so far away from them we don't see them super often so it's really valuable time that we get together but it's also very busy and so this time we uh we did a lot of <laughs> Amazon <laughs> gift shopping, uh, and we put together a couple Amazon wish lists for us. And um, I have mixed feelings about Amazon that I won't get into, but it was a very convenient way to uh, to do the Christmas gifts this year, which was great. Uh, and then, yeah, we did a Zoom uh, Christmas day, Christmas morning present opening session with my in-laws and then also talked to my parents on the phone later in the day. And like like Ted said, better than nothing. And I think that's kind of the theme for <laughs> the theme for 2020 Christmas, maybe. But uh, it was nice. Yeah, for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, and it, it was nice to not be so busy and to just chill and kind of do what we wanted to for the for the day. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, and we made a big Christmas dinner because my husband loves to cook Christmas dinner, and we're gonna have yeah. leftovers for you know who knows how long. And yeah, actually, that's another thing. I cooked a turkey for the first time. Hey. I've never done it. Hey, How'd it, it go? Pretty well. It was good. It wasn't too dry. It was uh, nice. tasted good. I got the ta- the flavor right. I nice. brined it, so it was uh, it helped with that. It ended up being a little too salty, but yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's it. I'd never ever ever have the chance to do that otherwise. So it was cool. I, I'm glad I had the chance to do that. What were you up to, Flo? Uh, yeah, um, it was it was a bit tough in Austria, to be honest, because uh, we were right uh, hopping out of the second lockdown, hard lockdown. Mm. And we had at least, I think, uh, two weeks or three weeks to, to do some shopping. And on uh, 24th, uh, my parents are 70 plus, so they are in the risk group. We, we decided not to meet. Uh, my brother lives uh, three hours away. He couldn't come either. It was me, my wife, Valentina, three years old as well, and um, my wife's mother uh, for the four of us. But I think the most weird situation or the most weird thing was that it was the fifth year in a row without snow on Christmas Eve. And this is so super absurd and weird to see a three-year-old playing outside in in the garden, in a green garden, uh, (laughs) with a grayish... I don't know, grayish heaven, some sun, and, and no, it's absurd. And 12 degrees Celsius plus. 
Oh, I mean, wow. It's okay if I live in North Africa. Okay, it's cool. Or, or Sicilia, super. But uh, yeah. not in Austria. Yeah. Yeah. So what? Um, let's chat a bit about the year. I mean, I don't think it's been an all negative year by any means. You know, there's pros and cons, I guess, good and bad things to everything. And um, just I like to think about, well, what are some of the positive things that have happened for for each of us and hopefully for everyone listening to to think about it as well. Positive things that happened in in 2020 and um well for me let me think <laughs> i think most of anything it's i feel a lot more focus uh, perspective clarity on what's important to me in life and planning and work and jobs and money and all that kind of stuff and um i did go back to my regular job this past summer because it kind of made the most sense at the time and that's fine i I'd, I'd regret it and, and hey i have a few more savings now as a result <laughs> but it really gives me a lot more perspective on making the right choices in 2021 for myself and for my family especially in terms of work and commitment and of course you know who knows how this is all going to play out and, and what next summer will be like kind of have fingers crossed that we will be able to visit and travel at least a little bit mm -hmm. and i want to be available of course to do that normally i work all summer and i don't have any time to do anything besides work to not go back to that actual job to be doing other work for myself and my own schedule i won't be making as much money i know that but at least i'll have more time more freedom and flexibility and this coming year that's going to be the most important thing to me and to us you know even if i'm making less money it's all about the long-term plan anyway mm -hmm. And prioritizing just being able to really see people and do some things that we wanted to do, especially because we couldn't do it this year anyway. So I take that as a positive lesson um, from this year that's really living through it is being able to give us that perspective. I think no one could really have seen this coming, of course, a year ago. Now to actually go through it, you really grasp more what's important and what's your priorities in life. So, so I feel good about that. How about you, Vanessa? I like your perspective. Yeah, I um, I had a hard year, <laughs> like so many people. Um, it definitely wasn't all negative, but I did have a hard year, and I um, went through some mental health stuff earlier in 2020, which was <sighs> a journey. <laughs> um, and it started off actually really nicely with uh, we had just. Uh, my husband and I went on our honeymoon over Christmas of 2019 in Mexico. And so early, early, early 2020, we celebrated in Mexico, um, New Year's and that kind of thing, which was really fun. Um, and then, yeah, I got back and shortly thereafter kind of had some mental health stuff that I was working through. And then COVID hit. Um, and it was all kind of one thing after another there. And despite all that stuff, I think 2020 was a year of sort of growth and acceptance in some ways of some things in my life. Um, and also uh, there definitely were joyous moments. I did get to go to Ottawa to see my in-laws with my husband this summer, which was super nice. And even though everybody, you know, it was all COVID masks and all that stuff, it was, it brought a little sense of normalcy a little bit. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying. I'm trying to think back through the year, like what the what has what has happened in the year for me and that kind of thing. But um, 
One positive is I got a job. Uh, well, I it's more like I added hours to a job I already had. <laughs> yes, flows <laughs> dancing. Thank you. Um, Wonderful. Yeah. Yes. No, I it's great it. because I was getting to this point where I was just running my own business and had a very, very, very part-time job at an organization that I've been working for for years um, and financially was having a really hard time. And then they were like, well, some things are changing here and we're hiring. And I went through the hiring process like everybody else. And they uh, accepted me and hired me to basically add more hours and more responsibilities and stuff, which is really great because as a multi-potentialite, I was having a hard time because there were some things I wasn't able to pursue with COVID, uh, some interests that you know I couldn't really do anything with because I would have had to be in close contact with people and that kind of thing. And I was getting a little bored because <laughs> I had my clients, but my business wasn't really growing much, but also because of COVID, because so many people were having financial hardships from it. And so it was nice to to get more hours at this position and more responsibilities so that I have something to do, partly, but also to make a little bit more money, which is always good. And like Ted was talking about, you know, sometimes you just have to <laughs> suck it up and figure out the best way to support your family or help support your family and that kind of thing. So um, that was a really, a really positive thing. And that'll be it's not a permanent position, but it'll be continuing throughout next year, which is awesome. And um Oh, I here's a positive. My husband and I have both been trying to lose weight and we have both lost quite a bit. And uh, I know this is a very personal thing and it's something that a lot of people um, may some people might feel triggered by or uh, is not a priority in their life. And that's like 100 percent OK. Uh, for us, we got to a point where we just really wanted to be, be healthier and Weight does not always equal healthiness. I will say that right now. But um, but for us, it was just a marker of some things in our lives that we wanted to change. And so we've both, I think collectively, we've lost almost 60 pounds, both of us together. Oh. <laughs> so that's that's pretty great. And 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 really taking that. Thank you. Really taking that responsibility and um, and taking our health into our own hands in that way has been really, really rewarding. And yeah, so that was that's awesome, and of course Christmas we kind of you know didn't really care about what we were eating, but we'll get back to it. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good, and it's not for yeah. you know just a little blip of time. This is a lifelong lifestyle change, balance thing that we're trying to achieve. So, yeah, that was that was that's a really good. Yeah, thing. it feels good. Yeah. How about you, Flo? Yeah, cool. Uh, uh, th- th- I'm I'm absolutely I'm fascinated, intrigued. That's great, Vanessa, to hear. Because I did it the other way around. I thought, hmm, I could use five pounds more. Why not? Ah. (laughs) 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 There's nothing wrong with that at all. (laughs) Absolutely not. No. No. uh, Honestly. No, I mean, it it was, um, I don't know. It was a hellish year. It it was one year uh, of hell, to be Mm. honest. Because uh, it it started, uh, all the plans I had for 2020. uh, And and then, bam. Especially because it started in Austria. You know, and from February on, uh, everything was going down the drain. Uh, and I had clear set milestones, clear set plans, etc. Mm. And then everything broke down, uh, especially with the job. Uh, there was one I really had just there was one more meeting and it didn't work out. And then I had to, yeah, wait for six months. And it mm. really makes one, uh, yeah, desperate to see so, uh, all the money, all the savings going down the drain. Um, and no job is coming up. 
And especially yeah. because when you're a, uh, an, an, a generalist, a multipotentialite, you have the problem, okay, where to fit in now? So um, the, 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 the first job I tried to get was an assistant for medical director, which is a very hmm. multipotentialite thing, you know. You have to uh, talk to many people, get, get wrap your head around uh, many topics, issues, etc. Uh, that it sounds comes fun. To, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Love it. It was wonderful. Uh, wonderful idea. But then uh, when it boils down to, okay, I need a job now, then you actually become aware of the fact that the only jobs you can get are super specialized in one special super niche of a branch you never heard of, uh, despite you can't even write it. Uh, and so it ended up in June, July that I uh, got a 20 hour job at the university, at the university, at the university assistant uh, with all my background, you know, all my, and, and now I'm doing things like, yeah, uh, PowerPoint presentations, checking for my boss, which webcam is the best for her computer. Yeah. Also a very <laughs> generalistic approach to do something, <laughs> but The thing is, when when Ted came up with this idea to, to, to think about what was good in the last year, I think the, one of the things that really kept me up was the, was the tribe, was the verse. Mm. Where even if I didn't write something, it was always reading, okay, there are guys like me out there who have different uh, or similar problems. How do they think, mm -hmm. think differently? How do they approach solutions? Uh, and now I must say... I did the weirdest thing in August when I started to fully concentrate on myself and focus on my six months I have, or four, four or five months I have of the rest of the year and totally focus on the rest of my plans to bring them up, to, to get them running. Uh, and so I can say I have, uh, I have saved my company. I'm together with an, an architect now. Now it works much better. We are sharing 50-50, but that's good for me. At least it runs. It works out. Mm -hmm. um, my PhD is nearly done. And maybe I can do a DBA about the, sh about the startup phase of this company I create now. Uh, and yeah, Valentina is healthy. And I cut it down some of my medication. And I think the mm. hardest thing, the hardest thing was... Losing the physical contact to yeah. other people, yeah. Because Me too. before the crisis, it was like okay, I was at I was at the university. I don't know three times a week doing my lecturing, talking to students. Then then I came back home. Then I did some work on the on the house selling project. Then I did some work on my on my piano playing projects. And, and suddenly everything was gone. And then you're sitting there, standing there in your home office in a wall, uh, four walls around you. And you think, okay, every prisoner has more rights to meet other prisoners and talk to them physically because they can True. at least go outside for one hour and walk around <laughs> and have a chat. I mean, that's absurd what happened to us in this year. And, and mm. I think we, the worst thing, and that's the last thing I can say. Uh, was that we all had to use the masks uh, in front of our children. Mm. Mm. And I had a very tough discussion with uh, a teacher and a policeman about the situation. So I said, I, I, go in, I go to my niece, I talk to Valentina eye to eye, and then I put off the mask. She must see my face when I talk to her, because I'm not willed to bring any 
psychological or, or mental problems to her uh, because I know what it means to become a de uh, depressed after f 10 years and you don't know why. And then you suddenly remember, okay, it was beca maybe because of this situation 10 years earlier. Mm -hmm. And I'm not willed to give my daughter not the chance to see my face when I talk to her. That That is a very tough part of 2020 was having being cut off from people. As much as I love being home, it's kind of the paradox. I, I love being at home, and there's always so much to do and projects, and we're fortunate we have a decent amount of space here in the backyard, and I appreciate all that for sure. But, you know, when you really stop to think sometimes, I can't really go anywhere. Like, I mean, there's nothing open, and mm -hmm. I'm not supposed to see family. I haven't seen my brother in a year, and he's not that far away, and mm -hmm. stuff like that. It starts to get to you, for sure. Yeah. So, but something you anyway. just said reminds me that this is temporary and yeah. 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 it will pass however it's going to. And that's just something I keep having to hang on to. And I mean, the, the day that I can hug my friends and my family is going to be amazing. Yeah. And it's coming. It's coming someday. <laughs> Uh, from from the university, uh, um, uh, my job at the university, I always had to check for pandemic, uh, pandemics, had to do diagrams about it. And so, of course, I always Googled and did my research around the pandemic situation, about the crisis. Mm -hmm. And, of course, on my private phone, I always got results and the worst and worst and most worst news. And always reading that over a month, at the end of June, I suddenly thought, oh my goodness, I'm so depressed, really depressed. Why is that? I, I can't understand it because everything is fine so far. My family is healthy. Everyone, it it's okay. And then I, ch I saw this, this uh, social media documentation on, on Netflix with my wife. And then they told uh, everyone of you get a different uh, first research, uh, Google search page. Uh, then the next person to you. And so mm -hmm. I checked with my wife and she did something else because uh, we have a garden and she was gardening the whole time through in summer and she had just plain funny stories about what you can do in the garden and she was always happy. And me, I was like, oh God, this will never end. Well, just one mm -hmm. catastrophe to the next one. So what does this mean for other people? At least we have a vaccine now. Yeah, yeah the vaccine. That I'm excited <laughs> about for sure. <laughs> That's that's another positive of 2020. We're getting a vaccine. There you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like to try to end again on a positive note. We it's easy to veer off into the kind of depressing and I know. <laughs> but it's like acknowledging reality. You can't you can't ignore the reality. So, okay, that's fine. Let's try to focus on what can we look forward to in the new year. Now, I think if if we've uh, kind of danced around anything here in this conversation, it's that there's things, there's a, so much that we cannot control out of our control. That's the way it goes. What can we control that we can therefore look forward to? So things like maybe skills you want to learn, um, even books or things you want to read, you know, projects you've been able to do and any of that kind of stuff that, well, basically you can do it from home, but you have the chance and the internet would probably help or just having the mm -hmm. time and things like that. Things that we can look forward to. And yeah, maybe they'd have a, a broader impact that would kind of endure when all this is over, when things really open up again. So uh, for me, for sure, I'm looking forward to getting finally some business, concrete business uh, activity going, uh, digging deeper into the podcasting and stuff like that. And I'm also... 
uh, really got caught on to this idea of virtual travel. Mm-hmm. I might have talked about it a bit on this show, but, um, mm. the, you know, I, this is something that was a demand, a, a, an interest of mine, and I think in demand anyway, like before the pandemic started, because, you know, you think about people who are not in position to travel. It could be health issues, it could be financial reasons, time, um, any other reasons, but um, they're just not in position to travel. So whenever they think about travel and they, they hear people talk about it, they would kind of tune out. They say, well, I can't do it, so... Yeah. You know, it's not for me. But with the advent of the technology and the chance to connect with people who are in other parts of the world or to learn about another place. Yeah, Vanessa, you and I have talked about this and on your podcast and how That's like right. I like to um, browse around on Google Maps and stuff like that. And when I do that, it's just for fun. Yeah. You know, I've spent 20, 30 minutes and it's like, yeah, I, I kind of feel like I was just there. I mean, mm-hmm. it wasn't, nothing compares to actually being in person, but the <laughs> next best thing is to do it virtually, and the more you can connect with people in a place. I did. I paid. I, so I, I bought. I paid for a, a, a live tour with a tour guide a couple of weeks ago in Berlin, actually. Oh, and, one of my uh, favorite just to kind of see what it was world. like. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. Because I I was there in 2003. It's been 17 years. I told him that, and I I kind of had a feeling this might be the case. It was just me. It, it could have been other people, but it was like a random Wednesday afternoon or something in the middle of December. So it was just me who had signed up. That's kind of so nice. Me and the guide, and he was walking around in front of the Reichstag and then the Tiergarten and stuff like that, just with his phone. And I told him like, you know, I told him a bit of my background, like I'm a tour guide and stuff too, and I want to learn about how this works, but. Just talk to me like I'm a tourist and d- do your thing, right? So he did his tour, and I could ask him questions, and we chatted a bit and stuff like that. But just the fact that he could show me around with his camera, and I could say, like, can you turn it this way? Can you go back over there? You know, and we're walking together in Berlin, right? And so after 60 minutes of doing that, you kind of like, yeah, you know, I, I feel like I was I was just there. This is this is a really neat feeling. So I like cool. to build on that and see what cool. for sure what kind of business opportunities there are. But it, I think it's something that's a positive contribution to to the world to travel for sure in the industry mm-hmm. and and whatever the niches evolve from that. But that's my my broader project for this year, and that is something. Fortunately, because it's it's digital, it's something I can do from home that I can control mm. for the most part. So I can I'm looking forward to that. That sounds really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. Because I'm thinking, yeah, that was also one thing I, I really missed just to get out, just to get out somewhere, sit in the car and drive somewhere, hop into a, a lake, get yeah. back home. Yeah. It's the tiny things. But for 2021, I have one clear plan for the whole year to try as much sport as possible. Even if I nice. never did it, I already bought some books about sailing, about hiking, oh, cool. two-week hiking tracks, uh, trips. Uh, talked to my brother because we we come from the Danube, and I asked him if he wants to go back with a kayak uh, from Passau to Munich, uh, to, to Vienna, or something like this. So, uh, or, or fencing. Now I'll do more fencing tra- uh, training at home. I used to so fence. Really? That's cool. I love yeah, it. I can't really do it anymore because I have rheumatoid arthritis and it's very, very hard on Ouch. your arms. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> but I loved it. Is fencing something you've done before or is this a new thing? That's a new thing. Uh, I started it oh, in, 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 in September, but then, yeah, third lockdown. But that's yeah. something I really want right. to, to stick to. And <laughs> no pun intended, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and 
yeah, try some weird sports. I don't know. Meet some other guys. Meet some other girls. Uh, weird just sports. Do stuff. I don't know what comes up. That's for 2021 for sure. Sounds awesome. That's great. That's a good idea, just to be more active. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's actually something that I want to do as well. I'm not somebody who normally sets New Year's resolutions, but I think I might this year just as like a, okay, 2020 was mostly a dumpster fire. So maybe I can try to now, as Ted said, use 2021 in ways that I can control and make it as good as I can, I guess. I don't know. But um, yeah, being active is one of them. And for us, where we live with all of our snow, uh, my husband and I want to harness the winter and... uh, Uh. Go, yeah, go um, snowshoeing, which we did a few times, cool. and then somehow we haven't had fresh snow in a while, so it's all, you could basically just walk on it with your boots, you don't need your snowshoes, <laughs> but um, hopefully we'll get some more snow again, and then in February we're going to take cross-country skiing lessons, and yeah, just kind of try to get out even though it's cold, and then as the year progresses, I'd like to keep being active in whatever way that I can. Cool. Well, here's something that's starting now, but is going to progress into 2021. Um, My husband and I are big nerds. (laughs) And in the past, we have played Dungeons and Dragons quite a bit, or, you know, a little bit, not a ton. Um, And we've decided to start doing that again. And so actually today, later today, I am going to be running my very first D&D campaign with my husband and some friends of ours. (laughs) And I'm... Super nervous. That's going to happen in a couple hours, but I've been working on it and planning and all that stuff. And um, so I'm going to actually cool. be the dungeon master, as they say, and our my husband and our friends are going to be the actual players. And so we'll see how that goes. But it's something that I've always really wanted to do. And I guess in sort of the D&D community, you find tons of people who want to play and not tons of people who mm. want to run the games. So yeah, it's right. I see. Yeah. So Mon- I monster am... claws crossed for that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. I just I was just thinking, what about our, our activities and our plans for the podcast? I mean, I have mm. my idea now with the with the police mm. sign. Maybe maybe doing this an, a magazine. Were an online magazine, and for the, oh, for, yeah. the for the for the podcast, what what ideas do we have? Mm. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's just it. I mean, you talk about positive things that we can control, and doing this show is is one of those things. It's it brings us uh, pleasure and happiness doing it. And very good point. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, you know how we were talking about earlier about just the nature of this community and it being there, it's kind of a rock, I think for all of us who, mm-hmm. who obviously participate in, and, you know, drives, uh, find some comfort in this community. Um, that's been a, a real asset to this year, having it there. And we like to play our part in contributing to that too. So, yeah, I mean, we talked, of course, you and I flow, um, for instance, about some of the ideas for shows. So they're still doing some of these uh, fun little biographies and uh, chatting with some more people from outside the group every once in a while. It's a chance to try out some new ideas for sure. And, and there's always the fundamental thing is getting to know people in the group. So if you're listening to this show and uh, you're active on the Putty Tribe, you might be getting a message from us uh, <laughs> one of these days. Do you want to come on the podcast? Yeah, That's usually how it works. Totally. We've had some repeat people as well, which is fun. We had Niusha on uh, quite a while ago yeah. and then had uh, Niusha and Hannah on recently to talk about queerness, which is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 
anytime you have any ideas too, listeners, just let us know. Yeah. I really, I really want to do this this one episode idea about uh, uh, partners, about partners of multipotentialites, and mm. how their perspective is, and, and living with a multipotentialite, what it means, where, where are the positives and negatives, where's the fun side, where is, where are the darker <laughs> sides, how, how you yeah. work this up, and how you always find together again. So, uh, because I think that would be really interesting uh, in retrospect to this year. That is a topic mm. that I always find interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's because we've then kind we of, can learn as well from them. <laughs> yeah, we've touched yeah. on it a little bit here and there, and um, but I, I think that's yeah. a topic that can always come back. Like it's always something there. Yeah, You're going to learn something new yeah, yeah, with every new person. Absolutely. Yeah, so I uh, love that idea. Nothing set in stone. Yeah, mm -hmm. I love it. And I will Ooh. definitely, definitely, will do some more uh, uh, episodes with Frederica. Yeah, she's also in my accountability group, and cool. it's interesting. She's in Belgium, I'm in Austria, and and uh, wrapping our heads around this multipotentialite topic in in German speaking countries, it's really we have so many ideas about this because there are so many cultural things that yeah. Mm, I want to know about that mm -hmm. too. Being another German who grew up in the states. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because different cultures might have different ideas. We should bring some from, from uh, someone from Asia or some or somewhere there. Mm -hmm. This would also be interesting. Yeah, would I love that we too. Have, mm -hmm. have, uh, there was one thread uh, from a Japanese multipotentialite. I, I can't remember her name. Yes, I remember seeing that vaguely. Yeah, she wrote something. They had a meeting, right. a Zoom meeting somewhere in Japan. Mm. This would be really interesting. Cool. How they, what they do, how they meet, what what, what their options are, uh, how they live. Yeah. That sounds really good. Yeah, I see. Mm -hmm. Ted, we will have to do a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. It's always a balance yeah. between keeping this thing a hobby and still, you know, <laughs> exactly. getting the most out of it. So, <laughs> and being multipotentialites, we're like, let's do all the things. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got a lot to look forward to uh, just with that alone. Yeah. So that's uh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. It's great to see you. It's nice to get all Absolutely. together in, in one place uh, for an episode of the Multipod. Thanks to everybody for listening. We, uh, we do appreciate you taking the time, and hopefully uh, we've been able to keep you a bit of company here over the holiday season. And uh, hey, if you're looking for something else to do, check out some of our, our back episodes. Uh, hopefully you noticed we did finally release our first ever interview conversation with Emily Wopnik was our previous episode, which was really, really great. It was so nice to, to finally get to chat so with her fun. and spend some quality time. So recommend checking that one out. But um, of course, lots of others too. We'll speak to you again in the new year when 2020 is behind us. Thanks, Tad, for all your efforts. Sounds good. Thanks, everybody. Thanks so much. Cheers. All right, well, before we go, one last thing to do, and that is to share the last four Putty Peep of the Week with you. And uh, let's get to it. So we've got Michael, who is currently into entrepreneurship, navigating single life, and writing projects. Now, speaking of entrepreneurship, this brings us back to our new group in the Puttyverse for entrepreneurs. Whether you're brand new at it, you're thinking about it, or you've already started and you have businesses on the go and, you know, putting them together. And whoever it is that needs some help or has information to share, it's a great collective effort to help each other out. Uh, something, an idea that's been tossed around for a while. 
And myself and Annie Sisson and Michael here have worked together to get it started. You've probably seen uh, some of the news about that in the forum because it's been a fairly active thing over the past month or so. And we have our first huddle coming up in early January. And, of course, lots more things to go from there. So if you're interested, just check out under the group section. There's the entrepreneurs uh, group, and you can certainly join in. But Michael has been a great part in getting that going. So thanks to him for doing that. Now, he's in northwest Washington State, places he's also lived, Oregon, northern Nevada, San Francisco, the Monterey Bay area, Idaho, Colorado, Hawaii, the Caribbean, the Bahamas, sounds nice, uh, Midwest, Germany, southern France, Italy, England, and currently, as he says, near the north end of Puget Sound in uh, Washington State, just north of Seattle. So Michael's got lots on the go. He says he's learning ARM assembly language, working on writing a couple of books, designing a new sawmill, learning how to build ad hoc networks, uh, working on a couple screenplays, experimenting with winemaking recipes, and putting together a crew to make a feature film. Cool. He says he's an artist, a scientist, writer, performer, engineer, educator, outdoorsman, and a whole bunch of other things hidden under a thoroughly average exterior. Well, I don't know about that, but uh, this is nice. He says, I seem to have a sort of internal compass that leads me to odd and interesting places, things, and people. And this is cool, too. He says, wherever I go, people seem to single me out to ask directions. Well, the same thing happens to me. It's funny how many times in my life I'm walking down the street, and it could be in some random place, like in Australia or, I don't know, in the other side of the country, and, like, of all the people who someone driving by in their car or passing by in the street finds to ask directions, it's me. And it's like, I, I do usually know the answer, but that's, I find as a coincidence, I don't know, do we project this kind of awareness of geography and, and place and context? Michael and I and others like us, uh, perhaps. It's kind of funny. It doesn't happen all the time, but it's certainly happened a few times in my life, and I guess for Michael as well. He says, some people say that it's because I look like I know where I'm going. There you go. I'd love to talk to Michael some more about his travel experiences because, as he says, I don't take vacations, I have adventures. He's climbed into an active volcano, he surfed on a whitewater river, excavated a 17th century treasure galleon, he's gone hang gliding over the Grand Canyon, crisscrossed the continent on a motorcycle, walked on a moving lava flow, okay, and watched the sun come up over the mountains on the moon. Interesting. Next up, however, sailing to the Galapagos on an 18th century tall ship. Well, Michael, I can see why you have a couple books on the go, and perhaps the screenplays as well, because uh, I'm sure you have uh, a plethora of stories to share. And if you have a notepad with you, well, head over to his profile, because it's kind of an A to Z list of his uh, hobbies, whether uh, just general interest or things he's done professionally. Uh, everything from agronomy and farming, archaeology, archery, architecture, all the way to welding, winemaking, woodworking, writing, and zoology, and pretty much every letter in between. So Michael's got lots and lots to share, lots of interests, lots of variety. Feel free to look him up. So welcome to the group. And Michael, aka Traveler, is our first putty peep of the week. Now, next we have Ronald Bailsma. I hope I said that right. He is currently into learning Estonian, reconnecting with his creative self, and cool tech things. I'm sure he's learning Estonian because he is currently in Tallinn in Estonia. But uh, he's also lived in the Netherlands and uh, in China, too. So Ronald has great advice for all of us. He says, don't aim for perfection. Make better mistakes tomorrow. Let go and let life happen. 
He says he's a self-taught web developer with a background in social work and sociology. Ah, yes. Born and raised in the countryside of the Netherlands, but he has lived in several Chinese megalopolis. He's a solopreneur. He does digital nomad slash uh, remote work. And another another one who's been uh, active in our new entrepreneur group. So, Ronald, we haven't really met yet and we haven't talked yet, but uh, I'm looking forward to it because um, I'm sure we have a lot in common and lots to share. So, very glad you're part of our new group. And uh, he's also a minimalist in the sense that for many years he says, my belongings fit into two suitcases and he didn't miss anything. I remember those days myself when I was largely the same. I fit basically everything I had into one backpack and... I would uh, ship a couple boxes across the country every once in a while when I moved, but generally all I had and needed was in my backpack. And uh, and it was nice. It was certainly liberating. Now I own a house, <laughs> two cars, geez, and I'm trying to have a minimalist approach while I still have more tools and things that are useful, like a lawnmower and a snowblower and uh, drills and all the kind of stuff that's great around the house. But I try not to let it burden me. And uh, it's a different kind of approach or balance towards minimalism. So, Ronald, I'll take your cues and um, advice on that. But it's a nice thing to have in common, for sure. So, Ronald is our second putty peep, and you can find him uh, a couple places. Uh, basically, if you go by his last name, B-E-I-L-S-M-A, Bailsma, dot E-U is his website, and same thing as profile on uh, LinkedIn, if you want to find him there. And on Instagram, his uh, account is Aquarius, I think, A-Q-U-A-R-I-U-Z. And that's at Instagram, Aquarius is his profile there. So that's Ronald. He's our second party profile of the week. Next, we have Deborah, Deborah Beckwin. She is in Orlando, Florida. She is currently into astrology, gifted slash highly sensitive things, and various writing projects. Deborah is a writer and editor. She is an erstwhile musician. She says, hoping to drop the erstwhile part sooner than later. She also reads tarot and is into astrology professionally. Deborah's been in different places around the states, in Oklahoma City, Nashville, Birmingham, Alabama, uh, Chicago, and nowadays in Orlando. And you can find her a couple places, Twitter and LinkedIn, both with the same profile name, Deborah H. Beckwin, so D-E-B-O-R-A-H-B-E-C-K-W-I-N. That's her profile name. Or the same thing, .com. DebraBeckwin.com is her website. Deborah's been around for a while, a couple of years. She joined in early December 2018. So um, a lot of you have likely come across her in uh, various ways and various places, uh, perhaps most recently in the burgeoning astrology group, which has uh, had a lot of responses and really starting to take off. So that's Deborah. Feel free to say hello to her as well. And in our final profile of this episode and of 2020, we go back to Germany. Germany's been such a theme for the last little while. It's funny. It keeps coming up in all kinds of ways. And here we have Thea. She is in Germany. She is currently into visual design and programming cool things. Thea is originally from Eastern Europe, Serbia to be specific, but she's also lived in Texas and uh, currently again in Germany. So yes, professionally, Thea is a software developer, but in her free time has been constantly exploring ways to express herself by using various media from graphic design, drawing and painting through ceramics and stucco decor. Uh, hobby videography and photography. 
But uh, as a software developer, she says her current learning goals are leveling up her knowledge, I guess, of Docker and Ansible. And if anyone knows what those are, kudos to you. Essentially, I don't know much about them, but if you are into developing apps, I guess mostly for smartphones, but maybe for anything nowadays, it's all probably interchangeable. Those are a couple programs and kind of coding language that help people build apps for various usages. So um, yeah, if it's your thing, and of course, there's certainly a lot of potential and opportunity professionally in doing that as well. Now you can find Thea in a couple places at uh, one of her sites is called tprokic.com, T-E-A-P-R-O-K-I-C.com, tprokic, I think. And then uh, same actual username, but in a different place at github.com slash tprokic. So Thea, a.k.a. Theodora90, is our fourth final profile for this episode and this year. Well, I'd like to thank everyone for bearing with me and sharing our profiles throughout the year. It's a fun thing to do. It's really great as part of the theme of this show to get to know people better. So if you've made any contacts or been inspired to connect with people because of uh, sharing these profiles, that's great. That's part of the whole idea. And it's nice to see those connections blossom. So I'll leave it at that. It uh, was great to connect with Flo and Vanessa for the three of us to get together and, and chat a bit about where we're at in this year. And we've made it to the end. And let's all cross our fingers and hope that the new year will bring uh, a little more positivity and, of course, health and success and happiness, contentment, all the important things in life to each and every one of you. I hope we've been able to keep you company a little bit and provide another element of enjoyment in this wonderful community. Thanks for listening. Happy New Year. Bonne année à tout le monde. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, everybody. Do you want to say hello? Hello. Say bonne année. Bonne année. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yay. <laughs> we wish you every